Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And we have a guest with us today, Brian Brialt from B-Squared Apologetics. Brian, say hi. Hi. <laughs> and that's <laughs> all that we expected from Brian. That's <laughs> all you're going to get. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, we uh, have a great topic for you. Uh, at least I think it's a great topic. I think it's something we really need to focus on. Uh, it's been on my heart. Brian and I have been discussing it uh, briefly over the last several weeks. I think um, just you probably don't even remember because you have so many conversations, so many more interactions with people than I have. <laughs> but um, stuck in your basement, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I that's that's me. I feel like uh, you know that that thirty-eight-year-old, you know. It, the only thing I don't have are like the little um, dragon magical wand and stuff. And I spend so much time in this basement that, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But so, <laughs> so we wanted to uh, talk about faith and uh, what is faith and um, get a little bit deeper behind that. And Brian and I have been, um, we've had a few conversations about it now and I just thought that he had a lot of value added and I wanted to bring him in on it. So um, I basically had to bribe Will to allow me to, to bring Brian on the show here for you guys. So <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so but, uh, publicly, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so. Um, so the, the last two months, we talked about prayer and prayer. Uh, Faith and prayer certainly go hand in hand. We'll have a little, a little accent faith, there. Faith and uh, pray a little bit for your chair there that it doesn't automatically lose its... Uh, uh, just got real short <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so I, I, prayer, I mean, the, I think the biggest way to increase your faith is certainly by prayer um, and asking God to increase your faith. And so I think it, it's just natural that we go into the topic of faith and what it means, uh, what faith is and how we increase our faith. So, yeah. Yeah. And Brian and I talked, um, unfortunately, Will wasn't able to um, get together at the same time. Uh, where were, were you on vacation or what? I don't remember now. I don't Work, know. I don't know. But uh, sure. so Brian and I had a, a real nice conversation and just, picking out a few different things that we wanted to make sure that we covered. And um, I think one of our biggest things that disturbed me was just how often people fall back on the excuse of faith and they let it ride out like it's a, um, like it's, I don't want to say adamant because that's not, that's not the word I'm searching for, but they, they, they let it ride out like, um, almost like I have a belief and so I have faith in that belief mm -hmm. and there's nothing to support it yeah. and I don't have to give you any other reason than that, you know? And it, quite honestly, it feels like, um, it feels like kind of a cop out and I know with your, uh, B squared apologetics, podcast yeah that you and bill one of your big things is loving god with all your mind and how so many times we see that christians tend to um 
fall back on faith when uh, maybe they're too lazy to uh, research and get some data to to present. And they, they fall back. I don't want to say they fall back on faith, but they fall back on what they call faith. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit nerve wracking because I, I think that it, it brings a, um, I guess it, it brings an, the idea that Christians just, uh, just have these beliefs and there's nothing to support them and it's all, you know, mystical, magical, whatever. Just kind of bopping around believing in Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that bothers me because there's so much that goes behind that. Um, and we, you know, we discussed a few things, even just, you know, with describing what, um, you know, the, the definitions of of faith that we can find throughout Scripture. Yeah. And you had a couple of those that you had uh, brought up. You know, it just, you start with, now, I was calling it a definition of faith, which I do think it is. Um, and then I watched a, a John MacArthur sermon um, about what is faith or what faith is. And he called it more of a declaration, which I also thought was a pretty decent word too. Um, but you've got, you go to Hebrews 11 and basically the whole chapter of Hebrews 11, but it starts off with, uh, of course, the first verse. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. And then that's the ESV. And then the HCSB follows it up with, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. So you've got a couple of synonyms in there. Um, and it's just, you know, you think about this, and, and faith is not just this, well, I just have faith. Faith in God is the, is the difference between an eternity with him and eternity without him. Um, you take a look at the rest of Hebrews 11, is all about, uh, you know, one of the big questions people have for Christians is, well, how were people saved before Jesus? It's basically how were people in the Old Testament saved before Jesus um, through their faith. And that's exactly what Hebrews 11, chapter 11 talks about. Uh, so that's no small thing, that this is what has always saved people um, and always will save people. So to use it as kind of like a, a hide behind or a cop out or um, something soft, just we, we can't do that. Yeah, and so uh, Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, uh, this is from reading out of the ESV. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions, uh, or excuse me, the conviction of things not seen. Um, for, by in the, uh, for by it, the people of old received their condemnation. Commendation. <laughs> I was just going to say, I totally read that wrong. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, for by it, the people of old receive their commendation. Uh, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the, uh, by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So, um, Which goes right back to creation. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where, that's where I always go with it. Is this so? Faith in, faith in who? Faith. What's this? Because it talks about promises, right? Faith in God's promise or promises. And so, what does that do? It takes you right back to Genesis three fifteen, which uh, is technically called the Proto Evangelium. I believe it's pronounced. Uh, I call it the Gospel in the Garden, where uh, 
God is uh, actually doling out consequences. And he tells the, the serpent, right? And he tells him that uh, you will, oh, come on, help me out now. You Genesis. will, he tells the serpent, you will crush, you will, you will strike his you heel, strike, but he will crush your, crush head, your head. Yep. Which, yep. so you'll cause him pain and suffering, which of course we know happened, but he's going to end you, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a kill shot, right? Crush yeah. your head. Um, so, and this is the, this is the promise of the Messiah. And I've, I've always uh, completely misunderstood that and didn't, didn't make sense and was never explained to me and, I remember as a child reading that part and just thinking like, it doesn't really make any sense because like, yeah, she could step on the snake, but uh, if the snake bites her and it's poisonous, it could kill her. Like, so I'm like, I had, I'm, I'm, you know, probably eight or nine years old trying to figure this out. I had no guidance whatsoever and it didn't make a lick of sense to me. Uh, until gosh, I was probably in my late teens when somebody, you know, uh, preached, uh, preached on it <clears throat> and I was able to get a little bit better grasp for that. But, um, and then you read through the rest of Hebrews 11 and it just, and we were talking, one of the things that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks is faith is active, right? None of these right. people were just sitting around. Noah built a boat in the desert when it had never rained before. Um, Moses, packed up everything. Well, Moses, Abraham, essentially pretty much everybody packs up everything <laughs> up and everything. goes somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, just the, the laundry list of old Testament saints that it, that it goes through. Uh, so just something to really take some time and, and think about and contemplate and reflect on. Um, and then of course, everybody, you know, you, you hear everybody has faith in something, which is true. Right. Um, Faith in the chairs we just sat in, faith in the stuff that you eat, right? That it's not going to be made improperly and Will, you know, Will has you. a Will has a little bit less faith in chairs after that <laughs> yeah. little incident. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then it's a matter of what or who is your faith in, right? What or who do you find assurance and do you put your assurance in and conviction and it's proof and there's reality. Um, it's And it's not based on just how you feel. Well, and I think sometimes... Um, the the action of faith um the the action is showing the uh, the rea- the depth and reality of your faith uh i mentioned um i don't know will are you a, are you a big indiana jones fan no. from back in the day i wasn't really back either. in the day how old do you think i am <laughs> well you're younger than me and <laughs> and i'm younger than brian so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> but uh <laughs> um but i think it was indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark or something uh there was a there's a scene that always stuck in my head because he had to cross this valley or or some sort of chasm that uh and you had to have faith that the bridge was going to be there, right? And so, um, so in in order to have, in order to show that you had faith that the bridge was there, you actually had to step out into the nothing, and and put the action behind your faith, and that it, it you know, and as he stepped out, boom, the bridge appeared, you know, with 
with every step, basically. And so, see, and I, I take that same story, and instead of Indiana Jones, I think of Joshua <laughs> <laughs> yep. carrying the ark, and he, he's supposed You're to cross. You're more holy <laughs> than I am, <laughs> and <clears throat> the water's not parting, and he's basically like, I, what am I supposed to do? And sure, and so he has to encourage and in faith that God will provide step in. step into the water yep. and as he's walking it parts and we had mentioned just before the podcast started the the term blind faith uh, had come out and and how we're talking about if faith is supposed to have action it can't just be blind and and meaningless basically you had mentioned that it's a cop out you know if we uh, if we say, well, you just got to have faith. And, and and to some degree, that's true. You do just have to have faith, but faith in what? As Brian was saying, you know, we all have faith in different things. And if your faith is not found in God, then just having faith means nothing. And it's not going to have produce any fruit either. But so this idea of blind faith um, and the definitions or declarations that we get from scripture of what faith is, you know, I, I heard a saying, um, it's faith is not thinking he will, it's knowing he will, uh, or not think it's faith is not thinking he can, it's knowing he will. Mm. Um, and, and so where do we get this idea of faith and, um, what tangible, I mean, so the whole, whole idea of faith is, it's the assurance of something that we hope for. So it's, I believe this will happen because why? And and so, like, that's that's the question I am thinking is, so I know I'm supposed to have faith in God. I know I'm supposed to have faith that his promises will come true. What helps me believe that? Other than God himself and through the Spirit, uh, empowering me to believe that but simply by looking back in my own life let alone you know israel can look back and see multiple times where god has um, called them to do something that seemed impossible they eventually step out or are pushed to do something and god is faithful well and i think a lot of times that is what separates um so many non-believers from believers in that they've either they they've never seen um the powerful hand of god or or have never been pointed to the powerful hand of god and therefore they've they they see a situation that they're in or they see things that they've done uh, that they've gone through in their life and they think how could God ever have this for his good? Like how could, how could he ever turn this into good? Right. And, um, I think that is one of the key things, um, regarding faith that we Christians need to, um, help people see. And that is that we, we don't live for this world and the circumstances that we have in this world and that we live for um, 
for the afterlife, essentially, you know, and and that this this world is a is a gift from God, and we've been given a lot of uh, opportunities to um, grow, if you will, and you know, looking in in Ephesians, uh, and I might be taking this out of context from where we were particularly wanting to go with it, but um, Ephesians two eight through ten says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of your own doing." It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. This is verse 10 here. This is the key verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I think that the faith that we have is shown is is only shown by walking in good works, essentially. And again, not because good works will save you or get you to heaven, but because it is it, it it's those good works we're we're choosing to do those good works because let's face it, a lot of times doing good things can be more difficult than doing the wrong things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're choosing those good works out of the faith that it's the right thing to do because God saved us and, uh, you know, th- this is this is his way. Um, now, when I see when I see people struggling with, well, I don't have anything good that God's ever given me. You know, God took my daughter at uh, actually is a, a a friend of mine. Um, I thought that he did not believe in God. And, uh, I was a little taken back. I didn't really know how to respond and I didn't really ever get a chance to, um, talk with him about this after the fact. But, um, when I mentioned something about not believing in God, he, he said to me, I never said, I don't believe in God. God took my daughter at seven years old, or I'm, I'm filling in an age here cause I, it was a young age. God took my daughter at a young age, and any God who do any God who'll do that uh, is not a God I want to be a part of. And it took it took me back, right? But how do we take those seemingly awful situations and you know convince someone that God will turn it out for good? Because a lot of times that good is nothing that we think is good, right? Like it has nothing to do with that. And so, how do we tie them into faith and having faith into uh, having faith, a strong faith built on uh, experience and actual facts, data? If they've had nothing but what they interpret as bad experiences. What you're talking about is the problem of evil, right? Um, and this is how it this is how it, it ties into everything. This this reality that we're living in, right? Um, this you, that's exactly what you're speaking about when you when you talk about somebody who lost a child or fill in the blank lost a spouse before they thought they should have lost them. Um, you're talking about the problem of evil, which is probably the biggest uh, question people, the biggest conversation, ongoing conversation, of course that people have that, that keeps people from believing in God. 
um, and the resources on the problem of evil are tremendous. And the Christian answer, Christianity is the only one that gives a satisfying answer to the only worldview that gives a satisfying answer to the problem of evil. Every other worldview either denies it or um, ignores it somehow or, or tosses it away, sort of explains it away. Christianity is the only one, Jesus himself, he didn't, he didn't go around it, he went through it, right? He walked right through it and came out alive and well on the other side. Um, and he's, he's the only one who's ever done that. Uh, so that's exactly what you're talking about. And me and Bill say it all the time. It's never people's, people's um, refusal to have faith, to put their faith in, in God, in Christ, is never evidential. It's always emotional. It's always a heart thing. It's never a head thing. Um, and scripture says this over and over and over again. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's wrestling with all of that. And it's, um, but it's, it's when people are willing to engage in those conversations, um, and it's discerning when it's time to, to speak intellectually about, about an emotional problem. Right. Um, and it's, it's figuring out when, when the appropriate times are to have the appropriate conversations. If you sit down and try and have an intellectual conversation with somebody who just needs you to weep with them, then forget it, right? Sure. But then on the opposite side, there may be moments as we pray for people to be ready to receive some, you know, some, some thoughtful reflection about this. Um, are, are you in that place? And are you willing to think this through a little bit? Um, I mean, you know, uh, those were some of the things that really struck me in the early days of my study, in the early days of my journey. It was the, the response that, that Jesus offers to the problem of evil because it's just so, it, that's it. That's it. I was going to say profound, but it's the truth. Um, and who's responsible for all the evil? We are. We are. Um, every time we step away, every time we look away. Um every time we make that <clears throat> that selfish decision that we make on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I, so our, our whole, uh, our faith, I guess, uh, it can't be led by emotions. Um, and that's, I guess, if, if emotions are leading you in your faith, then most likely it's what we would probably call blind faith. And because as you're saying, faith has... Um, there's ev- evidence um, for us to put our faith into, and and so <clears throat> faith isn't just this feel good. Oh, I th- I think because God is good, He'll do whatever I, He wants, and He'll give me whatever I hope for. Um, but we it, there are going to be times that we have to um, step out in faith without knowing what's going to happen because we don't have the full picture. We're not God, but we can that doesn't mean that faith is blind because our faith can be rooted in the knowledge um, of God's character and, and what scripture has to say about him and showing, you know, how he's been faithful in the past um, scripturally in other people's lives and our own lives and that experience in the word of God, that truth. And of course the, the God back then is the same God now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can, when we are faced with a decision or faced with fear, we can step out in faith knowing that the God that our faith is in um, is the same God who brought the Israelites out of uh, slavery, 
who rose Jesus from the dead and has saved us and is going to continue to to work in us and protect us. And that may not look like what we think it should look like, um, but that's that's faith. That's that's knowing that God loves us as His children, and whatever the circumstances that we see ourselves in or are faced with, that He will work them out for good, at least in the end. You know, because we will see Him in eternity. Well, and you hit the nail on the head there when you said, um, you know, re- reverting back to the character of God. Yeah. We might be stepping into a situation that is that we know nothing about. Um, and it may look like we're stepping out in blind faith, but that's the difference is having that personal relationship with Christ, knowing his character and how you've seen his character play out in your life previously and how, um, you know, how that will play into the future and just, um, you know, seeing the evidences from, your past and experiences. And that's, that's another thing that really ties in the daily relationships that we need to have. We can't just be showing up on Sunday and going to church and getting out, trying to sneak out before you get caught up in a conversation so you can hit the game, right? Like we need to be having those conversations because sometimes we play it too safe and 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 we don't get a lot of those experiences to really see uh, the character of God or we're just not looking for those experiences to where we can see the character of God on a regular basis if we're especially if we're not daily you know reading daily or or communicating daily through prayer so we need to be involved in each other's lives so that we can share those faith building uh, character explanations of Christ uh, and how God is working through the lives of other people around us. Um, So don't run off. (laughs) Don't run off. Get lost into a conversation. Be late for lunch after church. Get, Get involved in those, you know, other small groups because that's how you, those are the building blocks for faith because that is where you see the character of God, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, yeah. And as you talk about, we we love to talk about evidence. We we love to talk about the reality of of God in creation and um, internally and externally. And and in fact, you know, as we mentioned, Bill and I have a podcast that's all about. It's not all about, but it's loving God with all of your mind, right? Um, so it's evidence based but it's never at the expense of the, of the relational side of it. It's, it's a part of it. it sure, it's, absolutely. it's complementary to it. So I want to hear uh, people's stories. I'm not really, I don't really love that word at this, at this <laughs> point, but I love to hear people's experiences of God um, because I, I can hear the evidence in there as well. Uh, because you can't, you can't separate the two if you're, if you're really paying attention and understanding what's happening. Um, and so it's never, it's the head and the heart, the heart and the head. If you prefer to say it one way over the other, then, then fine. But it's never one at the expense of the other. And so, yes, there is a, a very clear definition or declaration of, of faith in Scripture and in more than one place uh, as well, multiple places. Um, 
but it's uh it's not just a definitional thing you know it's sure. um it, it as we said it's active and it's alive just like he's alive well in any relationship um, yes in 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 any relationship you you have um you know you may either you, you may either have no faith in someone <laughs> or have a lot of faith in someone and that's based off of um that person's nature and character and how do you discover those things but through communication mm -hmm. so if you're not regularly communicating with god to learn uh, or, or with people who are regularly communicating with God to learn his character, how are you going to then have any faith in his character? You're not even going to know it, yet alone know if it's a good one or a bad one, you know. Um, and I guarantee you, you can't, uh, you can't know it and think it's a bad one. Um, but uh, Brian, do you want to? kind of shift us into this Genesis one section here. Oh, so, okay. So it was just, it was the distinction between, um, we tend to just say everybody's a believer. Everybody's a believer. And, uh, that's not what scripture says. So scripture definitely says we are all made in the image of God Genesis one, 26 and 27. Um, but then John one 12 says, but only to those who believe has he given the right to be called children of God. So there's a distinction there. So everybody, and this was huge for me in my own personal journey, when I, when it, when it finally, when the Lord finally allowed me to really understand that everybody is made in the image of God, um, that was just huge. It changed the way I saw people, changed the way I saw God. Um, but then to make that distinction that it's to believers that he has given the right to be called children of God. So not everybody is a child of God. Everybody's made in the image of God, but that's not the same thing as being a child of God. That comes with belief. So, and and that belief comes through faith. Yes. So, yeah, belief, faith, and then we had some other synonyms, right? There was mm -hmm. trust. There's commitment, right? So, kind of a pick pick your synonym, I guess. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so then again, the only, and then everyone has, again, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone has faith, belief, trust, commitment in something or someone. So right back to what we were talking about before. So it's really just a matter of um, what or whom you have faith, belief, trust, or commitment um, in. So, I mean, there's also common ground, right? This is common sure, ground. Sure. We, we both have faith. It's just a matter of who or, or what that's in. Yeah. So that that's a great place to start those conversations. Is that common ground? Um oh, honestly that's that's the common ground that uh Will and I started with. We had we had common ground through uh you know things that we enjoyed doing and uh um through that we built our relationship and uh he learned to trust me and I realized that he's not trustworthy. And so <laughs> no, but at least you realize that, <laughs> but seriously, like, you know, um, as you put it, we all have our faith. We have faith in something. Um, I have faith that my truck's going to start in the morning. You know, I have faith that, uh, I will hurt myself if I fall down the stairs. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we, 
and we have that for various data-driven reasons, right? There's nothing that I have faith in um, that doesn't come without some sort of uh, measurable understanding of it, right? Yeah, because day after day, you've gone out and started your car. Yes. And it's started. Right. Yep. You've, yeah. fa- you've fallen down the stairs. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I replaced those batteries two years ago, and yeah. I know, you know, and, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've fallen down the stairs, and... I I fell down the stairs at, you know, 190 pounds and then I fell down the stairs at 220 pounds and and then I realized as those pounds go up I don't want to fall down the stairs. <laughs> right? So, um but yeah, so so all faith, whatever it is in, is there because of some sort of measurable data. So when we but, but what we end up seeing is Christians, uh, you know, they they get into these debates, um, which I do not recommend. Um, I think it's very good to have. Well, let me let me justify that. I don't recommend debates because so many people come unprepared and they do an injustice to uh, the topics usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, if you are uh, well suited for a sanctioned debate, then by all means. But um, the, the, the thing that happens is so many Christians get, uh, debating or get arguing about a topic and they get backed into a corner and they don't know what to say because they don't have the data to put in front of it. And then they throw out that faith. Well, it's just faith. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. gotta have faith. And, and that's not at all what faith is. And so, um, that's that blind faith, like Will mentioned, and it it really does a disservice to to everyone, <laughs> um, and and most of all, it does a disservice to the person that you're uh, conversing with, because that's just one more point of data entry for them to have faith in their unbelief, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So moving on here. And then you talk, you talk about, um, you know, well, how do I get faith? Well, faith is a gift of God. That was one thing that we talked a little bit about, and we've got our little outline here. Uh, faith being a gift from God, but a gift has to be received, right? Sure. Um, and so, and I don't remember what the, uh, the scripture was that we had. Uh, it was Ephesians 2, I think. But yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to go back there, but uh, just the, the, the truth, I was going to say the idea, but the truth that faith is, in fact, a gift from God, uh, but it's a gift that he desires to give everybody. But faith, again, has to be received. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it's that, it's, that, it's that gift that we get uh, because he's gracious enough to, to give us that. And so is it, would, would it be... Uh, would someone be extending grace if they just told you, you know, to to have a blind faith? No. Someone extends grace when they when they when they give you a strong evidential faith, you know. Um and God being a good God, knowing how to good give good gifts, um can very easily uh offer that. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest things that I just really want to um point out is that 
Faith is not blind. Faith is full of evidence. Whatever your faith is in, it's it's just it's full of evidence. And so if you don't have uh if you don't have the evidence memorized or or should I say if you haven't uh, studied that evidence, if you don't have the data, then you need to study. You, you're you're at that point. You need to put everything else aside and cancel your Netflix <laughs> and study because you don't have time for anything else. Because it 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 comes down to you need more information on the nature of God to build your faith. And and I see so many people that that don't, and it's it's disturbing. It's sad. Well, one of the things we talk about too is if you, so we have the free will to accept or reject, to receive or reject, right? Um, at least know, if you're going to reject, if you, if, it, if you choose to reject, then at least know who you're rejecting, right? At least make, a, make an informed decision about not having faith in Christ. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, so basically, if if it's hard because people can say, uh, or I, I was just talking to with a coworker a couple of days ago, um, and he, he was saying that you know I'd rather put my faith in God and find out that I'm wrong than not put faith in Him and find out, or maybe that's the other way around. <laughs> uh, essentially I don't want to not put faith in God and then realize I was wrong. <laughs> you know, it'd be better to put your faith in God and find out that you were wrong and what, what consequences are there other than maybe you lived a better life. But if you put your, if you choose not to put your faith in God and then find out you were wrong, now there's eternal consequences. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, but you won't, you don't understand that if you're not, you know, filling your mind at least with who this God is, reading his scripture, talking to his people. Um, and I bring this back to, to faith now because faith is transformative. If you do these things, if you start reading scripture, the spirit is going to do something in your life. Um, and the more you read and the more you see what God has done and the, the more you can connect it to your own life, and now, well, if that's the same God, he's going to do it for me or do something. That's going to transform you. It's going to change you. Um, I think we had some scriptures up here as well. Um, Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um and there's there's a couple others there. Second Corinthians five seventeen, uh, I think, which is a, therefore now we're a new creation in Christ. Um, Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I don't know what that says. I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> it says I will. It, this is not verbatim, but it, yeah. it's it says I will take a, I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, which okay. is actually a good thing in that context. Yeah. Um, but but faith changes us. So for us to just say. 
in this podcast, like for people to have faith, go out, have faith and make, put your faith in a, the God that you can see and test and, and absolutely have facts about. Um, but it's more, it's more, <laughs> there's gotta be more than for us to just say, Hey, have faith. It, absolutely. It has to have some sort of, um, what does that some sort of weight do? to it? Yeah. Yeah. If, if Which we is, put our faith in this God that we're talking about in Christ, what is that going to do for us in our lives moving forward? What is our what's our future going to look like when we come to crossroads or when we when our children die? You know right. what? Right. What is this faith going to do? And and honestly, um, honestly, it it, it doesn't. <laughs> the things that we do. Uh, that we have, we, we, we move forward, we step forward, we do uh, good things um, because we have faith that God's going to uh, make the most of that, right? Because of the experiences we've had in the past. Sometimes that's not even in, that's some, sometimes it's not even within ourselves. Sometimes it's not something that, I mean, how many stories do we hear of throughout scripture that someone stepped out and did something. They had enough faith. They did something about it and nothing came of it until long after their death. Right? Like that, that's, that's, that's a part of that faith. I guess we have to, we have to have confidence in the character of God that, um, even if we don't ever see the good come out of whatever situations, we have to have that confidence that God is who he is and using that based off of the evidences that we've seen previously and in others' lives that have, uh, you know, that we've been um, speaking with and sharing uh, uh, our lives with on a regular basis so that we can, that we can believe regardless of whether this is something that's going to turn out well for me or not personally, God's going to make it turn out well in some way, shape or form. And let me, let me preface that with the active part of our faith has to be in God Mm -hmm. driven by the spirit, not our own sinful evil desires. Because if I do something sinful or evil and think, well, I have faith in God that he's going to make this for the best. Like he's going to make this all work out. Sure. There's, there's still probably going to be consequences in our sin. Um, and it may not work out because we're outside of God's will. Right. But if we're being, uh, driven or called by the spirit to do something, to step out in faith and make a certain decision or go a certain way, um, acting out that faith, in obedience to to the spirit is more the i think the faith that we're talking about in in how god is going to probably um work that out for our good and and bless us in that way and it of course that always looks different <laughs> right. you know but right but i what I, I, all i'm saying is that we we've always been told not to cross a line right like you cross the line a lot, Travis. <laughs> you cross the line a lot. I, if you show me a line, I'll probably just cross it just for just just because. But <laughs> if we read through Scripture, um, 
multiple times we see people, um, God's people, doing something that is countercultural, that seems like it's impossible, that it'll never work, but because they're acting out in obedience, stepping out in faith, in obedience in what God is calling them to do, you see God working through that and doing the unthinkable and and the miracles that um, come with it. So, so we've always been told not to cross the line. But I would challenge us that if our if we're stepping out in faith and obedience in the Spirit, I think we need to cross the line more often. Sure. We, to 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 live in this comfort zone that we you know call our life and not ever put ourselves in a situation where it has to be God that acts in order for something to work out. I mean, that's putting faith in God when it's, when we're not stepping across that line, we could easily say, Oh, it was me. It was, it was my preparation that went into it. It was my finances. It was my whatever. And we could easily say, no, it wasn't God. Well, and so many times those lines are drawn by parents. They're drawn by, uh, society. They're drawn by, um, religious organizations that step mm-hmm. outside of the the you know boundaries of scripture um most often those lines that we're not supposed to cross have absolutely nothing to do with scripturally supported um motives of God right um, so are they almost like lines we draw ourselves? Absolutely. Well, and again, not even necessarily us, but, um, you know, I, for me, the big one I always fight is, is just the whole political thing. Um, just that's stop fighting. Just give up. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, just so many times people just, they have this, this little box that they put, you know, well, I can't do that because. Uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be the Christian thing to do because my political affiliation says that this is the Christian thing to do, so I can't step outside of that. In reality, um, your political affiliation probably has absolutely nothing to do with God. <laughs> um, so cross those lines, yeah. Um, you know, another thing is uh, realizing that I'm not the center of the universe, mm-hmm. and that just because I don't. I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't really want to do this, but I'm part of something much, much larger than myself. And if I have faith in God that he's going to use this for his glory, um, I still kind of, you know, drag my feet too much, too much, but, uh, but I do it anyway, um, out of obedience. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't know why I'd rather be here or there or just about anywhere else, but you've got me here. So use me as you will. Um, and it's not said easily, and it's a lot of times it's maybe even growled in a sense, but it's I'm part of something much, much larger than myself. And so if God can use this to his glory, which he can, of course, um, then work away. And the greatest part is that when we do make mistakes and we, we screw up and we find ourselves not living in accordance with the faith that we want to have, um, <laughs> God can still use it, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you, as soon as you have that turning away from, have that repentance, um, and, and truly dive in to the faith that we find through the 
data-driven uh, character and authority of God, we, we find a faith that is untouchable. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.